This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. It's time to party. This is a no-holds-barred celebration of being alive. America WK with your friend and mine, Andrew WK, on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to America WK. My name is Andrew WK. And as always, perhaps more than ever before, it is a true privilege to be with you today. And today, I want to talk about a topic that I've been thinking about deeply for really over 14 years now, ever since September 11th, 2001. And over the years, and especially very recently, as you can understand, the picture has become quite clear, incredibly clear. And although terrorists, perhaps more than anything else, wish to cloud and confuse the landscape and eliminate clarity in favor of chaos, as with all their efforts, not only is it completely futile and pathetic, but in fact, each one of their efforts is so backwards that the exact opposite reaction that they hope to have takes hold and manifests. For every life they end, they instill a greater vitality in all those who have survived. For every bit of confusion, despair, and fear they wish to create, they actually inspire incredible resolve and incredible clarity. This is all tied up in the fundamental flaw of terrorism. What is a terrorist really? From anywhere or with any particular so-called purpose, a terrorist is quite simply a loser. A loser on every level. But perhaps more than anything, on the level of life itself. The terrorist likes to think of themselves as engaged in some sort of incredible battle. But really, the battle is long over, and they lost a long, long time ago. And really, what we witness now is the temper tantrum of a loser, the extremely stunted and pathetic behavior of an immature, underdeveloped, and barely clinging to the idea of humanity person. 
This type of person barely deserves our contempt. They're beneath that. Although if there ever was a situation in which hate was not only natural but justified, this is that situation. But we can't end there. That emotion must lead us to clarity. And really, a very simple comparison is when I think back to a game, and this is not to disrespect or belittle the loss of life in these situations, because obviously the stakes are higher than a game. But I remember as a child playing a game like Monopoly, and if I won or if someone lost, sometimes that person was so upset at having lost that they would flip the whole board over, scattering all the pieces, all the paper money, feeling as though they somehow eradicated the game. But the game had already been won and lost. And the loser's attempt to thwart or change that was completely pointless and futile. In baseball games that I played as a younger person, we oftentimes won, and we oftentimes saw the losing team make some last-ditch effort, some tantrums when we used to line up to shake hands or give high fives to the opposing team and say, good game. There was usually a player or two that would sucker punch one of my winning teammates or spit on their hand for the handshake or try to kick you in the shin or any number of pathetic, low, childish behavior. But they had already lost. There was nothing they could do. And so this was the last-ditch effort of a desperate person who does not have the inner strength or the resilience to rise above their petty emotions and instead more or less brainwashes themselves through those petty emotions, using those petty emotions, their anger, their frustration, their hate, to justify a completely absurd act. But they still lost, and there's nothing that can change that. Terrorists are losers. And they're so frustrated by having lost in the game of the human spirit or the game of human civilization that they realize they're faced with the classic choice. If you can't beat them, join them. And since they're so distraught and their ego is so bruised at having realized that all their efforts were for naught, that they cannot suppress the ever-unfolding nature of humanity, the ever-unfolding nature of life, of existence, of space, and the universe itself, that again, in a last-ditch, pathetic show of ignorance and naivete, they lash out and throw a tantrum. It ultimately doesn't change anything. 
And if it does change anything, it only makes it so clear, so much more obvious that these losers are losing. They like to think of themselves as men, as great and noble warriors. And such is the degree of their self-delusion that they're so upset that they can't restrict the lives of their fellow human beings that they have to cheer themselves on through complete, deluded, warped belief systems that then mask their own loss in the game of life as some sort of noble crusade. They convince themselves that they're these incredible individuals who are fighting some incredibly important battle, when again, they've already lost the battle a long, long time ago. And it's really quite clear that they will never win, that nothing they can ever do will stop the unfolding of liberty in the human spirit and the human race. We've seen this time and time again, and it's very important and quite encouraging to look back just a handful of years or even several thousand years and realize that at each and every point, each and every attempt to squash or limit the unfolding of the human spirit the ever-increasing liberation of humanity has failed. It has never succeeded, not only thanks to the incredible courage and bravery of those who have fought these efforts, but also thanks to the nature of the universe and reality itself. It turns out that the truth is not on their side which is why they have to go to such great lengths to create these twisted perversions of the truth to convince themselves they're actually engaged in something worthy of energy at all. Terrorists are losers. It's America WK. A lot to talk about today. I'll be right back. Don't go away. America WK with your host Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry, call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. Now, the king of partying himself, your friend and mine, Andrew W.K., Welcome back to America WK. This is Andrew WK. Before the break, we were talking about terrorists 
and how all they really are is nothing more, and perhaps even much less, than simply a loser. A person who has very little to live for, very little to die for, not much thought or investment or participation in even their own life. A person who is still human, and I wouldn't disrespect or degrade the animal kingdom by even daring to call a terrorist an animal out of respect for the beauty of birds and lions and snakes and even fruit flies and mosquitoes. No, a terrorist is much less than an animal. For they were given initially an incredible gift, having been born a human being. They then took that incredible opportunity to realize their own purpose and unfold their own inner self and instead gave in to the lowest, most depraved, most pathetic, sad, and jealous aspects of their emotions and then used those emotions as fuel to burn their very soul alive. They're hanging by a thread and dangling in outer space into some place that we cannot fathom. Even if you or I imagined what it would be like to give ourselves over to our worst compulsions, even then we would have a very hard time truly understanding the mindset of this distorted being called a terrorist whose thinking is so warped that not only do they not know how to live their own life, but they think that in their ignorance they can inflict restrictions on other people's lives, never realizing even for one moment that to try to inflict this restriction is as hopeless an endeavor as trying to fight the law of gravity, as hopeless an effort as trying to stop the rotation of the earth around the sun. It turns out, amazingly enough, that moments like this help us realize that what we once called Western values, in fact, are not even really values at all. They're much more than that. They happen to be truths fundamental natural principles as pure and as beautiful as the law of gravity as irrefutable and all consuming as the rotation of the planets and to fight against the freedom of the human spirit to grow and develop in its own accord is as hopeless as trying to eliminate every mountain from the face of the earth or all the water off the face of the planet or to try to extinguish the sun and every other star in our galaxy. It turns out that there was a divine principle 
involved in the unfolding of the liberation of humanity. And so frustrated are some people by this fact, something beyond a belief, something beyond faith, something that is purely a law of nature. Nature's God bestowed these truths, and those who realized them and encouraged them and nurtured them have brought about the fulfillment of our natural purpose here on earth. And so frustrated are some people that they didn't either figure this out or that it goes against what they thought before, that they'd rather die than develop the courage to embrace the inevitable. The inevitable unfolding of the world. They would much rather fold everything back up, full of restriction, and restriction is the truest sin of all because it is the sin against nature. We unfolded from some incredible divine power, however you choose to define that. And that power set us in motion. And those that wish to stop that motion, that try to stop the inertia of creation, will never, ever, ever succeed. All they will do is die trying in complete vanity in a completely pointless, pathetic joke of an effort. There is no incredible reward or heaven or paradise waiting for any of these people. They're already in hell. They've been in hell for quite some time because only a miserable person could ever get involved in this approach to life, this mindset. And as is the case with miserable people, many of them choose to spread that misery to others because they're simply not strong enough to rise above their own weakness. The best they can do is give in to that weakness 100%. But that doesn't mean they deserve our sympathy. They don't deserve anything. They deserve their own fate. And perhaps if we are being charitable, the one thing that maybe we can offer or consider is that maybe they get to come back and try again at being a human. Try again at getting a chance to live and do things the right way. Try again and participate in this glorious, beautiful adventure called being a human being and not trash it and discard it in favor of nothingness. We cannot give in to their games. We cannot let them infiltrate or disrupt our thought process. If we question what we're surrounded with, let that questioning only lead to greater clarity and an even stronger embrace and rejoicing in the irrefutable beauty and truth of the unfolding spirit. The entire history of humanity is on our side. The majority of current humanity is on our side. And when I say our side, it's the side 
of life, the side of humanity, the side of truth. The entire universe is on our side. Or we, in fact, are on its side. So serve that truth. Worship that truth. Devote yourself to that truth. And don't ever be afraid of those that deny it. It's their own loss. Their own health. America WK. This is America WK, hosted by your friend and mine, Andrew WK. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The more I see of the American presidency, the more a monarchy appeals to me. Not a dictatorship, but a monarchy. Because you notice the queen doesn't have any real power, but yet she's treated as if she does, and that's how the office has devolved. Not for the worst. She is a figurehead, largely, but she is a moral figurehead. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. show restoring your faith in humanity through the power of positive partying. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Welcome back to America WK. I'm Andrew WK and on today's episode we're going in deep into the idea of terrorism and very easily picking it apart and revealing what it truly is which is just less than nothing. One thing you notice right away from all different versions of terrorist behavior is that it is usually a younger person involved in this behavior. And if not that young in literal age or years, definitely young and immature in heart and mind. When I was in my early 20s, perhaps because of hormonal changes, perhaps because of a a feeling of having finally reached some sort of physical adulthood, there's a type of undeserved confidence, a type of conviction without much thought that can be very dangerous if one chooses to follow it too passionately. The emotions can inflame very simplistic beliefs and stop the process of thinking almost altogether, where the mind is closed off and limited to only those thoughts which support the smallest, weakest parts of ourselves. And that is why we see many of these terrorists in that age range, because what we would truly consider an adult would not reach maturity with that mindset. These are immature people. They're children. But out of respect to children who have a natural inherent innocence and ignorance, they're not even worth calling children. Terrorists are purely immature. A type of mental retardation. Spiritual retardation. But again, out of respect for humans 
who are born physically retarded, I dare not call a terrorist retarded because they, they chose their retardation. They nurtured their retardation. They retarded themselves. It is truly baffling. It is beyond the twilight zone. It is a version of a person that does not match up to any definition or understanding of a person that we encounter, that we can think about. And it is a very natural part of the human experience to relate, to want to understand, to want to relate. All that makes sense is to think of terrorists as pathetic losers. Not powerful. Not courageous. That's why actually it bothers me when on the news people respond or make posts or statements where they express shock and horror at these brutal and savage acts. That's exactly what the terrorists are going for. That's exactly what they want you to think. I'm not shocked at all that they've done this. It's completely in line with what I would expect from a barely human loser. It's not shocking at all. It's not a war. They've already lost the war. This is the kicking and spitting as they're being dragged away to the pit of hell. A hell of their own creation, which they've already been living in. They're dragging themselves into hell and lashing out at everyone else other than themselves, blaming everyone other than themselves as they go to the place of their own choosing. It is not shocking at all. It is exactly what you would expect from someone who has turned themselves over to pure weakness. It's not even an, a war. There's no, they don't achieve anything. There's no ground that is gained from these acts, except the hysteria that it causes, which is why it's so admirable that the majority of people do not give in to the hysteria, do not play their game. Nothing has changed. Because the inertia is too strong. The momentum for thousands of years has been building up and pushing towards liberation. True liberty. That is how humanity is meant to exist. As much as we're meant to drink water and breathe air, our spirit is meant to be free. No one can stop that, especially not a couple losers. In the grand scheme of things, the game has already been won a long time ago. We could even argue that the game was won and over the, the moment that humans appeared on Earth. It was just a matter of time and unfolding. And some people just don't like it. Well, that's their loss. And what an incredible source of inspiration for anyone looking for motivation and inspiration for an inner power, an inner energy, a vitality that allows you to push past exhaustion or limitations that reconfigures our purpose in life. 
we can live for every victim of these fools that died at the hands of these losers. We can push ourselves in honor of them. We can become the best person that we can be in honor of them. In honor of the, 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 the life that we still have, that they don't have the chance to live anymore. We live for them, and we make the most of every single precious moment. Rejoicing the chance to live and be free. Not out of fear, not out of resentment, not out of anger, not out of sadness. Out of an appreciation for the pure, natural beauty of what we get to call life. No one can stop that. All they can do is fiddle with it or try to mess with it. A little here or a little there. No terrorist will ever be able to end the world. Even if they thought they had, the natural powers that be are too great. You can't end the universe. These terrorists, they're not even pawns in a larger game. They're not even worthy of recognizing past the point of having to identify them to eliminate them. But whether we eliminate them or someone else eliminates them, they eliminate themselves by the sheer absurdity of their mission. It is not sustainable. It is not functioning. It cannot function. Again, it would be as absurd as someone saying that their mission was to squash every star in the galaxy. That one by one, they were going to figure out a way to put an end to all these stars out in space. Well, human beings are stars too. Each person has their place. And those that try to interfere with that natural beauty, that design that emerges from its own will, will lose. They already have. It's America WK. Stay with me. Much more to come. Much, much more. You're listening to America WK with Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Coming up today on Pat and Stu. I'm talking further down the line. I'm not talking about whether we lose First Amendment rights. How does this country compete with anyone when the this we have an entire generation of people who look at the world like this yeah. and think they need we to can. be coddled all, all the, the time. time? Well, it shows it's how coddled they have been, doesn't oh, it? Yes. Doesn't it show how they've been kept safe? Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. This is America WK with Andrew WK, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to America WK. This is Andrew WK, and I've been talking about terrorism. And I want to make it very clear that I'm not saying that we do not have to fight. We do. But what we are fighting is fighting for the ongoing 
expression and unfoldment of liberty. And again, we have everything on our side. We're riding the wave. And that's why there's an, a beautiful elegance and effortlessness to this fight. Because it's part of the natural process. The unfolding of life on earth, the blooming of a flower, does not need to be toiled over. It happens naturally. Yes, uh, an animal can eat the flower before it blooms, or a disease can overtake the flower and kill it in the process of its blooming. But its nature is to bloom, and it will bloom one way or another. Maybe not that incarnation of the flower, but certainly the one next to it, or the next seasons. And so we fight for liberty and freedom. And that is why terrorists have to go to such extreme lengths to fight back, fight against this natural unfolding of liberty. Look at the effort they have to make, and it still amounts to nothing. They get no ground. They gain nothing. It's all, anything they gain is fleeting. It's already falling apart before they even realize it. They've already lost. They don't even see it. That's why they have to hype themselves up to such a degree and make these desperate, ridiculous, cowardly acts because they can't amount to anything else. They're, they're pushing against a 100-foot tidal wave in a tiny little boat, thinking that shooting a gun into a 100-foot tidal wave is going to have some kind of lasting impact. It amounts to nothing in the grand scheme of things. That is why they're so desperate. That's why they're flailing and trying so hard with so much drama and emotion and nonsense because they have nothing else. They're up against everything in the universe. It is, it, it, it's the very definition of futility. Wow. I remember I did not feel this clear and focused and sure of these matters in 2001 on September 11th. I had uh, been living in New York since 1998 at that point. And I remember very clearly sitting on the waterfront in Brooklyn, probably around 1999, 2000, looking out across the river to the Manhattan skyline, looking at the Twin Towers, which I always loved, always thought they were an amazing building, never understood people's criticism. I always admired the austerity and the simplicity of their design. And they stood out. But for whatever reason, one night my friend and I, all these years ago, we were looking at the Twin Towers and all the other landmark buildings we could see from Brooklyn, including uh, the Chrysler Building and the Empire State Building. And for some reason, we were imagining what would happen if one of them fell over. We started by 
really marveling at what it took to construct such buildings, especially knowing that the Chrysler Building and the Empire State Building had built had been built a long time ago, at least in our minds, before we were born, my friend and I. And the tallest buildings of them all, the World Trade Center, we just somehow got under this topic of wondering what would happen if they fell over. Now, I forgot about that conversation until a couple years later, September 11th, when they did fall over. And I thought life was over at that point. Literally. I had never felt an imminent sense of doom on such a pervasive scale. I had had close calls before in life where I thought maybe I was about to die, like many people. Maybe just some close call with a car or playing crazy in the pool or something like that. But on September 11th, it wasn't just my life that I thought was over. I thought everything was over. And in many ways, one version of life was over that day. But it wasn't, it wasn't so long until a new version of life emerged that somehow had more clarity than the life I had looked at before. And that's not to say that it was worth the loss of life that day. But we always have to strive with determination to extract some sort of goodness from these otherwise terrible experiences. To salvage something, almost to spite the horror of the tragedy. To not let it win. And to not let those people have let them die in vain. To let their life and their death contribute something. And that was clarity. Purpose. It's America WK. Stay with me. A party for being alive. This is America WK. With Andrew WK. On the Blaze Radio Network. The whole Palestinian resistance is infected with hatred of Jews. It's not actually about land. That's why when I look at this, it comes from that perspective. It doesn't mean that all Palestinians hate Jews. It doesn't mean that there aren't things that the IDF do and there aren't times where uh, soldiers who are manning checkpoints are rough or abusive. Or No, all of that happens. There's no Israeli campaign to send people out and stab people in the street. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. It's time to party. This is a no-holds-barred celebration of being alive. America WK, with your friend and mine, Andrew WK, on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, we're back on America WK. This is Andrew WK. And as I said at the very beginning of this show, there's been few times in my life where I have felt more thankful and more fortunate 
to be alive and to be alive right now. To be alive at the crest of this wave that has been building for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And despite the complexities that have surrounded us, we are winning. We can't help but win. And that's an incredible feeling to have in your heart. And believe me, it doesn't breed complacency. It doesn't breed laziness. It doesn't even breed a type of comfort. It just breeds strength. Strength, conviction, clarity, purpose, and faith. Faith that we're meant to be alive and we are meant to fight for the right to live that life freely. There isn't a more beautiful expression of what life is than living with that in your heart. To be bound up together with the spirit of life as you live it. If there is one thing we can take away from very painful and disturbing events, it's that we are alive still and that we can make something of it. We didn't just get here by happenstance. Millions have died and gotten us here. And that is no coincidence. It was an effort. We live in their honor. And we will make the most of it. And make the most of it knowing that there will be those that live after us that will do the same. And that we're part of this incredible ongoing pattern that is ever unfolding and ever strengthening itself through its own existence, through life. Going back to September 11th, 2001, I was actually out in Manhattan very late the night before, very early that morning of September 11th. I had been with friends. We actually went to a karaoke bar in lower Manhattan where we were singing karaoke songs and enjoying each other's company until around 5 a.m. Then I made my way back to my apartment in Brooklyn where at around, uh, I guess, 8 a.m., 8.30 a.m., remember exactly the time but the phone started ringing off the hook and uh, i'm sure you're familiar with that feeling when you start getting a phone call at a somewhat odd hour I mean, with the schedule i was on anybody who knew me well would be aware that i didn't usually get up until at least noon at the latest because i usually worked very late at night and that night was no different i was not working i was out living life and enjoying music and singing and being with friends and laughing. And then uh, my manager called. It was amazing, actually, that our phones were working at that point because his phone stopped working shortly after. My phone line stayed in service throughout the entire day of September 11th, and I took advantage of that and used it to call as many people as I could passing messages on 
from friends around the city who weren't able to reach their families to tell them they were okay and spent a lot of time calling people trying to find out if they were okay, especially, of course, those that worked in the financial center downtown Manhattan. I had one friend that worked in one of the World Trade Center buildings. He got out, survived. So most of that morning was spent watching the TV and trying to figure out what all this means. And I was in the midst of uh, recording and about to release my first rock and roll album. And there was uh, an extended period during that day and into the next day even where I couldn't help but feel that somehow rock and roll music just seemed pointless in the face of all this. That everything, to some degree, seemed pointless. And actually, there was a pointlessness to doing anything other than helping in those initial hours and days after the attacks. My friends and I volunteered, like many people, and helped deliver water and supplies. We had a van that my band and I were using at the time. And it was actually a beautiful thing. There was a surplus of volunteers. There were too many people wanting to help to even be put to use in the city. But we still were able to help. And that was just an incredible feeling. The feeling of solidarity, of truly feeling like brothers and sisters with people I had never met and never had any reason necessarily before to ever connect with. And yet, here, suddenly, we had a deeper connection than ever before. And that connection stayed and has only been renewed at each attempted attack to thwart that connection. It only increases those bonds. It only brings people together. It unites people in a common cause of life and liberty and light and truth. That is why these attacks are so pointless, because they actually achieve the exact opposite of what the terrorists wish to achieve. They're trying to invade our hearts and minds and distort our thoughts, distort our feelings, poison our humanity. And what happens? The exact opposite. It's like fuel to the human spirit. It only makes us stronger. Because that's our only choice. We're not going to give in. We couldn't even give in if we wanted to. There's too much inertia. There's too much momentum. The human spirit has come too far. It can't turn back. And that's what became so clear in those days. After the initial shock and fear began to subside, I realized that for me, in my purpose on life, spreading joy and energy and enthusiasm and excitement and life through rock and roll music was one of the best things that I could ever do. 
it was more important than ever to not let rock and roll music or music in general or the creative arts or the human spirit or joy itself be squashed out of fear, out of depression, out of anger. That it was more valuable and in many ways a more powerful weapon than anything else. Because it was proof that our spirit would not be daunted. In some of these places where the terrorists have come from, rock and roll music is illegal. Doesn't get much more clear than that. Having long hair as a man, like I do, is illegal. Illegal. Allowing your own path in life to present itself is illegal. To follow your own heart towards your own destiny is illegal. And that version of life is dying out. We don't even have to promote it. Any human who gets a taste of true freedom and liberty becomes hooked on it because that's what they were meant to be feeding on all along. We don't even have to promote these, uh, these values or these ideals. They're inherent in being a human. And most humans don't want to settle for anything less than being a human. It's America WK. This is America WK with Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. The story is Ben Carson. Ben Carson media-wise, movement-wise, even hard politics-wise, is beginning to honestly, legitimately, approach, maybe eclipse, Donald Trump. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. Radio show restoring your faith in humanity through the power of positive partying. This is America WK with Andrew WK. All right, we're back. It's America WK. Today's entire episode has been devoted to picking apart the absurdity of terrorism, the pathetic losers who turn in desperation to a lost cause because their ego is so fragile and so damaged that they can't even embrace their own greatness. They'd rather die or kill than be a full human being. I wasn't planning on talking about this during this episode. And then a feeling took over and told me that uh, I had to. Not out of obligation, but that it was almost like breathing. And to not talk about this would be like holding my breath or being deprived of oxygen. And it's been a challenging topic to discuss because pretty much everything 
that could ever be said has not only already been said, but has already been felt and understood inherently. But that doesn't mean that it still doesn't feel good and feel right and feel necessary to express it for my own sake as well. Not just because I think you want to hear it. I'm hoping that you agree. I'm hoping that all these these thoughts, these truths confirm your own feelings and amplify them. Encourage you. Encourage me. Encourage all of us. That we're going to be okay. That we already are. And that is what is giving rise to these people who do not feel okay. Terrorists do not feel okay. They are beyond lost. Because they don't even realize that they're lost. That's the depth of the confusion. But they don't deserve our pity either. No sympathy, no pity. No forgiveness. Those ideas don't really enter in to this situation. It doesn't deserve that level of consideration. It is simply the law of nature versus someone fighting against the law of nature. I remember being on tour in 2002, the year after September 11th, 2001, and we played in Athens, Georgia, my band and I. And in case you're not familiar, my band is actually just called my name, Andrew W.K., so it's sort of like a solo band, but I have a full rock and roll band that I play with quite often. And that was our first tour of the United States or anywhere. We toured the whole world from 2002 until 2005, more or less nonstop. And I remember when we played on September 11th, 2002, in Athens, Georgia, there had been people who had suggested maybe canceling the show out of respect for the memory of the 9-11 tragedy. But as most people imagine and would agree, of course we wouldn't cancel the show because the greatest thing we could do would not be to cancel anything. Terrorists want us to cancel everything. They want us to cancel our spirit and every expression of that spirit. So, of course, we're not going to cancel the spirit of rock and roll. And we played the show. And in the middle of the show, I had thought about asking for a moment of silence. But instead, I thought, in a show of solidarity and defiance that we would do a, uh, a moment of noise. And I asked everyone in the room with us, audience and my band and everyone working at the show that night, to scream as loud as they possibly could for a full minute. And I have never heard something quite like that before or since. I experienced a rush of emotion 
that was a type of emotion I had never felt before. It was sort of a combination of every emotion. Sadness, happiness, anger, determination, loss, joy, fear, and courage, and resolution. And we yelled our hearts out. We screamed the scream of pure life, primal scream. And I would like to think that uh, every person who lost their life on 9-11 maybe heard that scream and heard it more than they would hear silence. And ever since then, uh, I've never doubted the path that I've been on. I mean, there's been moments of confusion, of course, and moments of, I guess, personal doubt, but never a doubt about the big picture. And I'm thankful for that clarity every day. I'm not thankful for how I got it, for how we all got it, but I'm thankful that we got it one way or another. To have a sense of right and wrong, to have a line drawn, not just in the sand, but in one's soul, to have truth presented in such clear way, the truth that we're meant to be able to discover truth, that liberty is defined by having the freedom to pursue life and truth on your own terms, just as long as that doesn't interfere with anyone else pursuing their own. And when faced with someone who not only is not interested in truth, but whose only interest is, is restricting and hampering the ability of someone else to live their own life. It doesn't get much clearer than that. And I'm thankful for that clarity. We don't get that type of clarity that easily. It seems, unfortunately, that it only comes from extreme situations. And again, that is what just is so remarkable about terrorist efforts to cloud the picture, to confuse and frighten, to create an atmosphere of chaos and concern when all they're doing is providing incredible clarity, highlighting and delineating things into one simple truth. Clarifying life. And that is a gift. It's America WK. A party for being alive. This is America WK. With Andrew WK. On the Blaze Radio Network. Coming up today on Pat and Stu. I think he will not endorse Hillary Clinton. Pretty close. Because he says right there uh, he wants someone with fresh legs. Uh, and fresh Jesse, set of legs. I mean, I mean obviously, I, those cankles are not fresh. 
I think that's pretty simple. No, that's, <laughs> that's clear. Right there. I think pretty clearly mm-hmm. says he's going in a different direction. Pat and Stu. Weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. The undisputed king of partying invites you to a no-holds-barred celebration of being alive. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Welcome back to America WK. I'm Andrew WK. I want to thank you, as always, but in particular for being with me on this episode because this topic of terrorism has been a challenging one. I haven't spoken about this topic in particular very much i've thought about it a great deal i've read about it a great deal i've listened to many others speak about it a great deal and i've experienced it as uh, much or perhaps slightly more than some people but uh i don't claim to be any expert and i don't claim that whatever thoughts i've offered here today are necessarily perfect or without fault could probably think back throughout this episode and find moments where I may have even misspoke or misrepresented what I've wanted to say but I hope that you can see what I'm getting at hope it connects with you but even if it doesn't I just want to thank you for bearing with me if you've been part of our show here before You have no doubt noticed that I tend to not talk about, I guess, what you'd consider the news or current events or world issues, because I've tried to focus for several reasons on internal and eternal situations that human beings face. But this idea of terrorism, I think, is eternal and largely internal. And the way I've tried to present it today was by focusing on the big picture, not to discount the intensity or the legitimacy of the current state of affairs, but trying to put this whole phenomenon in a larger context. And to remind us, to remind everyone, including myself, to remind you that we have been through this before. And we prevailed. That's why we cannot give in to fear, not only because that's what terrorists want more than anything else. It's natural to feel afraid, but we do not give in to that fear. And not only just because that's what they want, but also because history has shown over and over again that with backbone and with adherence to the truth of the matter, we will prevail. Not without great effort and unfortunately not necessarily without great sacrifice, but we will prevail. The sun will rise again. And as I said before, terrorists' efforts are as futile as trying to stop 
the sun from rising. It goes not only against every aspect of humanity. It goes against the laws of nature. So thank you for bearing with me as I've made my way or attempted to make my way through this this topic. It's very inspiring and extremely impressive to realize that the founding principles of what we would call Western civilization or democracy were manifested out of a natural law and that it was part of the destiny of humanity to identify those laws, recognize them, and celebrate them. And through celebrating them, they would spread by their own natural power. They don't even need to be promoted. That's what's so impressive. Terrorists have to promote their ideology because it's so counterintuitive and so against nature. They have to put such such energy into tricking their own mind into agreeing with something that goes against every grain of reality. And on our side, on the side, it's not even a side, on the side of truth, it's, it's hard to call that a side because it's all pervasive. Nature doesn't need to make its case Nature doesn't need to promote itself or lecture others or try to convince people. It simply continues on. Nature doesn't need to prove any point in order for someone to appreciate it. It simply is and continues to unfold. And once you turn yourself over to that power and realize the nature is within you, and you're part of it. You just get carried along by its own grandeur. It's almost an effortless pursuit in that way. The only efforts we have to make are to help nature eliminate those that would wish to attempt to eliminate it. And that is a very noble cause to be dedicated to. So this episode, I guess in a very, very humble and small way, was a show of my devotion and my appreciation to this natural law. I'm constantly recognizing it more and more. I'm in awe of it. I'm completely in awe of those who identified it so long ago and were able to build entire ways of life around it, ways of life that have proven themselves. All anyone has to do is look at history to see what is right and what is true. Because what is right and what is true is what lasts, what expands, what so naturally makes sense, makes sense on a fundamental level that doesn't even require thought 
you don't have to intellectualize these concepts because they're as basic and as primitive and as elegant and as graceful as the sun rising. The sun will rise again. That doesn't need to be a philosophy behind that. It simply is. And recognizing how much that power is in ourselves, in our spirit, that we shall rise again. That we are continuously rising and moving forward and unfolding gives us that confidence in the face of those that would want us to feel weak and scared. They simply can't. I couldn't feel scared if I tried. Because this power is all around me. This power is all around us. And this power is all around them. And that's why they're freaking out and going to such extreme yet pathetic lengths to lash out at it. They hate nature. What an enemy to choose. Terrorists have chosen the one enemy that they simply cannot defeat. If it was a person, sure, maybe. If it was one particular place, sure, maybe. But they've chosen all of humanity. They're idiots. America WK with Andrew WK, the undisputed king of partying. On the Blaze Radio Network. If Germany and Sweden and places like that are saying, you know, whoa, slow down on this immigration thing a little bit. Why is it racist, which is what they always say, for America to say, okay, we've been taking it a million a year for decades. Maybe we could chill this thing out a little bit. You know, maybe we could actually secure the borders. Why is that racist? The Europeans are saying it. And by the way, all these other countries where these people are coming from have very strict immigration policies. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. listening to America WK with Andrew WK. This has been America WK. I have been and will continue to be Andrew WK. A young man who is getting older every day and who hopes to stand shoulder to shoulder with you as we face the future together. With optimism, with power, with great courage, and with a deep, deep understanding that truth is moving through us and we are working with it together. Now is the time to be more courageous and confident than ever before. A quiet confidence, a confidence that doesn't require boasting or false confidence or posturing a confidence that is so inherent and so undeniable that it speaks for itself. The confidence of truth. Now is the time to recommit ourselves to these principles, to make our life synonymous with truth, to make what it is to be ourselves one and the same with the true nature of reality, the goodness that is naturally there. The human spirit is that essence. 
And now is the time to get as close to it as possible, to nurture it, to protect it, but most of all, to let it be free, to let it lead us fearlessly into the future. Now is the time to realize how far we have come, how far we still have to go, but how much momentum has built up behind us, how many have contributed to that momentum, and how much of nature itself is responsible for that momentum. And the more it goes, the bigger it gets. The more it goes, the bigger it grows. And the more desperate the losers who deny that truth are to try and topple it. But they can't even rock the boat. They are so sad and so pathetic that all they can do is lash out. Like someone trying to cause damage to a lead wall using a safety pin. Small scratches, however painful, cannot bring down an elephant. And the elephant is in the room. That elephant is truth. And no one can topple this elephant using such small and petty mechanisms or means. They can make the elephant bleed. They can make it react. But it's like a blue whale combined with an elephant. Combined with the spirit of every blue whale and elephant and dinosaur that's ever lived before. It's the most massive creature, the collective will of every free human living out its own purpose with the blessing of nature and divine law on its side. This is a beast. This is a creature that cannot be destroyed. Humanity is one giant creature. One incredible brother and sister combined as one. And those that try to deny that or are jealous or envious of others in their positions within that truth can lash out, can eliminate themselves, but can never eliminate the progress of this shared phenomenon. We are in it together. Stay strong. Stay open-hearted. Stay focused. Stay thoughtful. Stay confident. Stay resilient. Stay true, stay faithful, stay devoted, stay loving, stay courageous, and stay alive. Be alive every moment that you are alive. That is the best we can do for those who aren't here with us to live by our side. But their presence is here. It's stronger than ever. No one will have died in vain that was part of the cause, part of the truth, part of the unfolding nature of the human spirit. If we lost their 
presence in the material outer world, then their spirit presence has only doubled in size. And that spirit presence is where we can get incredible power and strength to live on in their memory, to live on in their honor, to continue their presence through our own presence. I cannot thank you enough. It's a privilege to be in your presence and to be present together as we continue on in this great and noble effort to live life for all it's worth and to continue and serve the spirit of liberty and truth in the world. This has been America WK. Thank you again for going to this place with me today. Let's stay here. And let's stay strong. Talk to you next week. I love you. Goodbye. This is America WK, hosted by your friend and mine, Andrew WK. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.